Achieving Exceptional Performance, Shared Insights. Welcome to All Things Intriguing with your host, Dr. Ray Newkirk. That's me. Today we're covering Exceptional Performance, Episode 1. What is EP? It's exceptional Performance. Since exceptional performance requires exceptional people doing exceptional acts consistently at exceptional times, how can I assist my organization in achieving exceptional performance? Pretty good question, right? You know, think about all the exceptional performance, exceptional people, exceptional acts, exceptional times consistently. Isn't that amazing? So many conditions come together at the right time so that the right person achieves exceptional results that produce exceptional performance in a consistent manner. That's what we're saying. Since people enjoy different capabilities, exceptional performance cannot be a subjective or qualitative assessment. For example, while one person delivers performance that is exceptional for that person, that performance may only be average performance for a different person. Everybody has different capacities. Everybody works at a different level. Everybody sees things differently. I shouldn't say everybody because I don't know everybody, but a lot of people do things differently. Or one guy could be doing the very best he can do and he does that consistently. His performance could be well below that of somebody else. We see that all the time. So exceptional performance isn't just a subjective saying that one is exceptional, one isn't. For example, they say, Tom is really doing exceptional things lately, which means he normally does okay things or average things, okay? And you look at Henry, and Henry does things constantly better and then every once in a while, he really excels and even does better than what he normally does. But what he normally does is exceptional compared to the first guy. It's not so easy. It's a, it's a matter of performance. And what is it about? It's about exceptional performance. It's about an exceptional person doing exceptional acts consistently at exceptional times. So the question comes up, how can any of us assist our organization in achieving exceptional performance? So many conditions come together, right, at the right time. And you can do a project exceptionally well. And that project might last a year, and it could be the best thing you've ever done and the best thing your team has ever done. But it's possible never to repeat that again. You see? Life is pretty complicated. You know, people can get burned out doing exceptional things consistently for a while. They can get burned out because the price could be too high. So is exceptional performance a reasonable performance, a reasonable expectation? Good question, right? So hello, thanks for listening. Welcome to my podcast. It will be far-ranging, challenging, surprising, insightful, informative, interesting, and even intriguing. This is brought to you by Systems Management Institute in Orlando, Florida. Check us out at www.smirsp.com. Your visit is more than welcome. I have been working for a long time delivering projects for clients with teams or individually. I've had the opportunity to meet, participate, and meet wonderful exceptional people and participate in some of their projects. I've seen how hard they can be. I can see how you can do exceptional acts and still fail. Did you know that? Exceptional performance does not guarantee successful performance. Wow. You don't hear that talk about very much, right? It's, it's a mystery to be lived. So start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. St. Francis of Assisi said that. Start by doing what's necessary. 
You want to do exceptional work? First do what's necessary. And then do what's possible beyond that. And then you'll find out you're doing the impossible. Because you keep going forward, right? You keep applying yourself. You don't back down. You don't say, I'm getting there, so it's time to slow down. It becomes a habit. Exceptional performance really becomes exceptional when it's consistent. Wow. Companies that lead their industry, if you study them, you see a lot of exceptional things occurring consistently, not accidentally. You see, they know how to use technology. They know how to design their systems. They know how to interface between their boundaries. Exceptionally, well, they do this. They have people that are really motivated to do exceptional work because they don't want to be bored. You see? There's this trend today in thinking with some people that people shouldn't get ahead because their performance is better than others. It's all about just being there. You can do great performance, exceptional performance, assist the plan with making your company extremely profitable and secure, and you get no more recognition or award than those who just happen to go by and do day-to-day and just barely get by and just do minimum effort. Does that sound fair? Does it sound wise? Yet there are people advocating that. That's the way business and companies should run. That they're provided, that the purpose of a business is to provide just a job for people, no matter how bad a job they do. And nobody can get ahead by being outstanding or exceptional. Now, will that thinking create exceptional performance? Is exceptional performance something that occurs beyond any of those considerations just because exceptional people don't care about any of that stuff? They are just going to do the best they can do because they're motivated for it because that's who they are? See? I'm sure you hear all those things. Just think if it's your company. What kind of people do you want to hire? Not everybody can do the same thing as Elon Musk. He wasn't always wealthy, you know. But he had a certain drive. Like when he quit Stanford, right? He said, when he left Stanford, nothing's happening here. But he had a drive. A certain drive. He wanted to do something different, something unique, something. He saw the opportunity. He wanted to master it. He probably never even questioned whether he was an exceptional person or not. He was so busy doing what he was doing. You see, he didn't get involved in trivia conversations. He didn't have the time for that, even as a young man. You know, now I just finished a series called Applied Moral Wisdom. It was my first podcast series. And I talked a lot about moral wisdom in the workplace, especially if you're an executive. So this is a question about that. You want to achieve exceptional performance. Will you recognize it? Are you exceptional enough, smart enough, intelligent enough? Savvy enough to recognize an exceptional performance when it occurs. One time I was talking to a ranking person in the Middle East when I was delivering an important project for them. And my team had done an exceptional job. This is remarkable. IBM said you couldn't do it. IBM told us the best they had over there said, no, you can't do this. We did it. And we did it in half the time. And I was so thrilled that my guys had done such a great job and it was so exceptional. And they just put their nose down and did the job and they worked at it. 
And my job was to facilitate them by getting the obstacles out of their way, to give them a clear playing field. When it was done, it was a notable achievement, and I went to the commander of that area. I said to him, do you have any idea what a good job they just did for you? And he said to me, Ray, I don't have a clue, but if you tell me they did, I'll believe you. He says, I don't know enough about what they do to know whether or not they are doing a good job. It's not my area of expertise. At least he was honest, right? And when I told him how good they were, he, he believed me. Because I worked closely with him. And he knew that if I said it, it was I said what I meant. You see? Applied moral wisdom was at play here. Because he was honest with me, I could explain to him what had occurred. Because he was smart enough to tell me the truth. He was secure enough to tell me the truth. See? So they worked so hard. It was an amazing job they had done. I, I learned so much about what we were capable of over there. We didn't have what we needed, so we built what we needed to allow us to do what we needed to do. And it worked. We weren't going to give up. My team didn't want to give up. They wanted to do it. You see? There's something exceptional about people like that. They didn't quit. They didn't want to walk away. And they worked smarter, not just harder. They were consistent in thought and action. They did what's necessary. And then they went on and did what was possible. And suddenly they were doing the impossible. Because they were doing what IBM said you couldn't do. But it was possible. And to IBM it was the impossible. We had done it. You know why we did it? We didn't have money to waste. Excuse me. So we had to be very thoughtful. Very articulate. It was really neat. You know. You learn a lot from a team like that. If you're a boss out there, or a manager, or a supervisor, and you're working with your people, make sure you're learning something from them every day. Hopefully it's good, right? You know, we're not in this alone. And the people that are in your company that just want to get by, I'm sure there's something for them to do somewhere. That allow them just to get by, but you can't count on them for anything else. Right? So why would you ever promote them? Just because they're there, right? Yeah. So, start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible, and suddenly you're doing the impossible. Thank you, St. Francis of Assisi, for clarifying that. You're right. So we're talking about achieving exceptional performance, you know? So here's a question for you. Think about this. If you deliver exceptional performance consistently, is the performance you deliver still exceptional? Or can you improve it since it has become the new normal for you? Gotcha. Right? See what I'm saying? If what you're doing is exceptional performance consistently, day after day after day, that's what everybody's going to expect. It's now the new normal for you. So to do something exceptional, you got to go overcome that. you got to rise above that. So, really now, what are you doing? You're doing what St. Francis was talking about, right? Wow. I just love it. That's called growth when you got the new normal. By doing exceptional things and mastering the exceptional, you learn all kinds of new skills and you begin to transform yourself by owning new capacities, increasing your capacities. Now you're capable of much more. That's how come you move on to new jobs, our new companies. Been there, did that, right? Been there, did that. Been there, did that. 
want to do something. I want to go forward, forever forward, march forward, right? Got to get a new job if they can't do anything for me where I am. I can't be doing this the rest of my life. I got to be exceptional, right? A lot of these people that start startups, they want to change the world. They mean it. Yes, change the world in a positive way. They're serious about that. I know their technology. A lot of these companies have changed the world. High tech has changed the world. Is it better? That's a different question. Are people better? That's a different question. When you walk down the mall and you see two girlfriends talking to each other by texting, and they're totally impersonal with one another, is that better? Yeah, you know it's not. So we really need to define exceptional performance. Can you define it? It's hard to define, isn't it? I'll tell you why in a minute. You ought to read up and study what it takes to define something. Define the critical success factors of the organization where you work. What are your critical success factors for your job, in your department, in your organization, in your company? You can define those. Establish the critical success factors of the organization as the building blocks of exceptional performance. You know that? What are the building blocks of exceptional performance in your organization? The critical success factors. If you can't meet them, there's nothing exceptional about you. They pull you along. They raise you up. They challenge you. The trick is you don't define exceptional performance. Describe it. It's more reasonable. Don't try and define it. You sure change yourself. But describe. When you see exceptional performance, you know it. I've heard that so many times. I can't tell you what it is, Ray, but I know it when I see it. Aristotle used to say, I know it well, he used to say, if you can't tell somebody else what you mean, you don't know what you mean. So to really tell somebody else what you mean, you should describe it. That's a multiple way of telling somebody what you mean. You can develop images of it, sounds of it. There's so many ways you can describe something that you can't define something. See, there's so many things. So describe to me, when you're doing exceptional performance, what it is. I've talked about it a little bit already. Describe to me how your organization does exceptional performance or your team delivers exceptional performance. It's kind of important. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Here's a question for you. How can I assist my organization in achieving EP? That's exceptional performance. First, you might want to consider the knowledge base required for EP, right? So you achieve exceptional performance in knowledge management. What knowledge do you need to know? What knowledge do you need to know for your task? What are the critical success factors? That's one of the types of knowledge. Consider the role of soft skills in achieving EP. Achieve exceptional performance in mastering soft skill competencies. That'll help you, right? Achieve exceptional performance in mastering your soft skill competencies. Your gratitude, your generosity. When you say yes, you mean yes. When you say no, you mean no. All the stuff we talked about in the last series. The respect for each other. Good communications, right? Empathy. What is the role of soft skills in achieving exceptional performance? If you're with a team, it's really a good question, isn't it? And consider their problem-solving challenge. 
Did you know organizations spend more on problem solving than they did the co- than they do the cost of operations? Yeah. Companies spend more on problem solving, the act of problem solving, than they do running the cost of entire operations of the company. That's how important problem solving is. Because consider the problem solving challenge involved in achieving exceptional performance. Achieve exceptional exceptional performance in employing virtual solutions for rapid problem solving. Think about that a minute. Achieve, achieve, like Boy Scouts, right? Girl Scouts, achieve, achievement-oriented. Achieve exceptional performance with employing virtual commerce. Right? Now, do things virtually as much as you can to conduct your business and commerce. That's really quick. But that means you have to be exceptional with virtual solutions, how to employ them, how to get them. Because you need those for rapid problem solving. In the world today, to deliver exceptional performance, you must deliver rapid problem solving. That means you have to figure out a new way to employ virtual solutions to achieve exceptional performance. So you need to have knowledge, a proper knowledge management to achieve exceptional performance. You need to master soft skill competencies to achieve exceptional performance. You need to employ virtual solutions for rapid problem solving to achieve exceptional performance. So that's how you can assist your organization in achieving exceptional performance. Wow. Knowledge base, soft skills, problem-solving challenges. And you know what's interesting? When you start doing this and thinking about this and learning this, it all comes together. It's a unified environment. It's not integrated. It's not linked. Knowledge base required for EP includes a knowledge base for soft skills. Knowledge base for virtual problem solving. All this stuff is totally integrated. It's one program. If you want to be an exceptional person, delivering exceptional performance for your company, you do these together. You can't do one at the expense of other. You must have a united program about knowledge management, mastering soft skills, employing virtue solutions. If you really want to be exceptional, yeah, I think it's a terrific program. And of course, what links all that together is applied moral wisdom. That's part of your soft skills, right? We had that in the last series. If you haven't heard it, you ought to listen to them. Right? So prepare yourself. And that's how you do it. We've talked about describing exceptional performance, right? What really is it? Talk about when you reach it and achieve it. How long will you be there till you move on to even higher performance? So, how can you describe exceptional performance? You want to hear? Exceptional performance requires exceptional visions, strategies, plans, products, and services. Wow. Exceptional performance requires exceptional visions, strategies, plans, products, and services. Yeah, but that's not all. Exceptional performance, however, rests on exceptional results and workplace relationships. Wow, I said it. Workplace relationships. The core stone 
the centerpiece exec, exceptional performance. And you have to have exceptional results in workplace relationships. That means you have to build good teams. You have to be exceptional working with people. Ah, excuse me, I had to have a drink of water. So exceptional performance rests on exceptional results in workplace relationships. The mediocre will never do. Proficiency is important. Competency is important. Knowledge is important. Skill is important. Communications, systems thinking, all these things is what we're talking about or what we are talking about. Exceptional performance occurs as individuals and teams deliver something positive that stands out by significantly exceeding expectations. Hmm. I didn't define it, did I? I talked about how it occurs. EP occurs, exceptional performance. Occurs as individuals and teams, as you and your teams, deliver something positive that stands out by significantly exceeding expectations. Notice I used the word positive. What I meant is positive to the success of the company or the organization. Suppose you deliver some kind of result that's dramatically going to reduce the cost organization because it enhanced and simplified IT, information technology. That's kind of a nice thing. Or you did something that enhances the ability of the teams to learn quicker and solve problems quicker and reduce the cost of problem solving. That's kind of a positive thing, isn't it? The more profitable your company becomes, the bigger your bonuses can become. It's the way it works. It's all about the individual and then the individual forming a team and an individual doing this by having wonderful workplace, potent workplace relationships that delivers exceptional performance, guided by their exceptional visions and strategies and plans to develop exceptional products and serve, deliver exceptional services. See how it all fits together? They're not just isolated words. You know, they all fit together. They come together. It's always about puzzle building, isn't it? And solving the puzzle, completing the puzzle. This piece here goes here. This piece goes here. These pieces go here. And these pieces we're talking about are things like visions, services, workplace relationships, expectations, positive changes, individuals, teams. Wow. Notice I said achieving exceptional performance. I didn't say stealing it. I didn't say lucking it, lucking out on it. I said achieving it, working towards it, earning it, planning it, having a vision for it. And what is a vision? Yeah, but remember the thing about a vision? Whatever it is, it's got to be in-depth. Yeah, and noble. Visions are not dreams. Dreams are for those who are asleep. But visions are those who are awake and want to do something noble. See? You know what separates troublesome people from really wonderful people? Nobility of visions. Like what Russia is doing in Ukraine, there's no noble vision there didn't have to happen that way. It's a failure of human beings not to do something exceptional. Let this happen. So insight number one for this series. Exceptional performance begins in the human heart 
as a value that unleashed the motivation to achieve great outcomes. Do you think it's exceptional to want to achieve ordinary outcomes that anybody could achieve? Is that good enough for you? To choose something that everybody else can do? Do you ever have this desire to choose a great outcome? Something that's exceptional? Like a song you want to write? A book you want to write? Something you want to do for people? An orphanage you want to start? A business you want to build? A disease you want to conquer? A spaceship on the moon? Or to Mars? A non-polluting automobile? Or something that can take care of humanity in a reasonable way that reduces warfare? You see, exceptional performance results from exceptional attitudes, exceptional skills, and a discipline that motivates people to desire exceptional outcomes. So where are you in all of this? Where's your heart enter into this, your human heart? How deep is your motivation? How powerful is it? Do you have exceptional attitudes to do something? Exceptional skills to allow you to do it, to enable you to do it, to assist you with doing it. And a discipline that motivates you to desire an exceptional outcome. Isn't that pretty much what we're talking here? The word exceptional and the word performance go together because all these things make them happen. You know, I think it's worth contemplating if, to do something exceptional for yourself is a double idea. The thing about exceptional performance is it never just benefits oneself. You know that? It's always bigger than oneself. It's bigger than the self. No. You want to be an exceptional coach? You're going to help develop exceptional athletes. If you want to be an exceptional management coach, you're going to assist managers with becoming exceptional. You're going to assist them with developing exceptional attitudes and exceptional skills and to learn to discipline, discipline themselves. You see? Exceptionality means the ability to discipline oneself. You know? Nobody just gives it to you. Remember what I said? And everybody else has said for years and years and years and years, there ain't no free lunch, folks. Nope, there isn't any free lunch. A person is worth their wage. That's the idea. When I interviewed people, I always knew what was next and our, what our company was doing. And I met a lot of people. In interview. I met people who could interview really well. But after that, there was nothing there. So I learned that you have to realize that people talk exceptionally well about their ability to be exceptional. But when you go underneath, when you go into the depth of it, the nobility of it, there's nothing there. It breaks down. Then I found a lot of things that people did that they thought were exceptional that anybody could have done it. There's nothing exceptional to it, only they didn't know that. I'll give you an example. If you're interviewing a sales manager, this is just an example, and you say to the guy, what's your idea? How much money do you want to make a year with your salary and your overrides and your commissions and all that stuff? And the guy says to you, my dream as a national sales director 
this high-tech company. It's 50000 a year. And you know it. And you like the guy. He's extremely nice, well-educated. Never been in trouble in his life. You know, kind of guy you like to go out and have lunch with and talk to. Then you get the second guy that comes in and interviews for the job. You ask him the same question. And he says to you, well, if I can't earn $500,000 a year with the network that I have and the experience that I have and the resume I have built, I'll be terribly disappointed that I failed you. Who gets your attention the most? It's just an example. I mean, it's a wide range, right? But you get what I mean? When you see the second guy is extremely more exceptional because he laid it all out to you about his network. If he doesn't make 10 times what that other guy makes, he'll, he'll be disappointed. Won't consider anything exceptional. The other guy just wants to get by and he thinks that's great and that's good enough. Who would, for your company, you grew it, you founded it, you risked everything to build this company, your family sacrificed, you put your money into it, you hired people, you paid them out of your savings, you risked everything. And now you need a super sales guy to save the company and make it profitable, turn a profit. Who are you going to hire? You see? Wow. Yes, the second guy. And you know what? It doesn't matter if he's three feet tall or his polka dots and yellow hair or green hair or purple hair or no hair. If he can do that, who cares? You see? Business is about different things. You have to go with exceptionalism to get where you want to get. You have to do it yourself. You have to do it with the people you hire. They just have to be placed right. Everybody should get a chance to be exceptional. Right? You can see it when you go to a mom and pop restaurant. They come in all grades and all types, but you can see the exceptional people who are working really hard to save their restaurants. They can't always do it. And, but you get disappointed and you're sad that they leave. And you go to these other places where people will spill a pitcher of beer on your lap and they don't care. They still want to charge you for their pizza. You see? It's all kinds of things happen. In business. You know? I once was having business meetings with this guy in California as working him into the company and uh, made him a, like a president of one of our divisions. I was meeting him. We always went to this restaurant. It was a chain restaurant. And I went there because it was convenient. <laughs> right? It was convenient. And the food was passable. I mean, you didn't starve. You could eat it. Price was reasonable. But it was halfway between him and me where we would meet in a town called Vallejo. And one day I'm having a meeting with somebody else at a client site a while later. And he says to me, no, he says, the guy I've been meeting with can't go over how bad my taste is because I always want to meet at this chain restaurant. I said, what? Yeah, he says, you'll eat any place because you always want to eat there. Now, you understand the reason I was meeting there was to help him out. To help him out. So he didn't have to drive so far. He's wanting to work with our company. He's wanting to help grow our company. I was going to give him a chance. I was going to develop a, a business and put him in as president. But when he got out of that meeting, he was thinking, I love chain restaurants. That chain restaurant never occurred to me that somebody would get that out of that meeting. That he could not see. He couldn't think bigger than that. That we're accommodating each other. I just laughed. I just cracked up. You know? It's just, you just never know. Right? But 
Shirley told me there was not the connection I was looking for. You see? So we have to look for exceptional performance from people that have exceptional attitudes, exceptional skills, and discipline. And one of those exceptional skills is alertness and sensitivity and empathy and the ability to catch what's going on in life, right? You see? That's how you do better in life. That's how you grow. It's not for everybody. Not everybody can be president of a company. Not everybody can be a great database administrator, but they can be great at something. They can really be great at something. You see? And let me tell you where it goes down to. Exceptional performance emerges from exceptional soft skills. Yeah. You can know every formula in the book and every mathematical formula. But it doesn't make you a leader. It doesn't make you a motivator. I know many people who can't work with, I know many IT people who can't work with business people. I once worked with a lady who was a business analyst that couldn't talk to the business people. They made her nervous. How is she ever going to be exceptional? She was looking every way she can to get out of having to talk to the people she had to work for. And the people that hired her knew that. And they were doing nothing to help her. It's just, we do unexceptional things, non-exceptional things all the time. But really, we have to get over that to achieve exceptional performance. You know? Think about it. Think about yourself. Think about your attitudes. If you don't care, you don't care. But you'll get what you care about. Yes. You know? So... Fact of lifetime. Here's a fact of life. You must first commit to forming an expanded perspective that seeks to deliver results that surpass the ordinary. Yes. You must first commit to that. You must commit yourself to forming an expanded perspective that seeks to deliver results that surpass the ordinary. Yes. If you want to develop yourself in an extraordinary kind of way and deliver exceptional performance, you must expand your perspective. And you have to seek to deliver results that surpass ordinary. The ordinary are, is not good enough for exceptional performance. If you work in an exceptional organization and you're not expanding your perspective, you're not going to last because you're not speaking the same language as your team. You have to expand your perspective. Remember Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer? You know what he said about this? If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. You do that by expanding your perspective, friends. I just love that, don't you? If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wayne Dwyer. Thank you, Dr. Dyer. Thank you. Okay. I remember him when he was searching for what to do. He was in the Navy. I told you all that story in the last series. So let me say this one more time. One must first commit to forming an expanded perspective. Do you know what I mean by that? You have to think bigger. You have to have a deep and noble vision. Do you? That seeks to deliver results that surpass ordinary. Wow. That means you want to do more than the ordinary. You don't want to just get by. You know? That's really important, isn't it? So many people today think they should be able to get ahead in business without really applying themselves, just sliding by. And that their raises should be based on the fact that they occupy a seat for a year. If it's your company and you worked hard and you sacrificed hard to build it, very few jobs 
you will offer to people that will allow them to have that attitude or you won't succeed. It matters, the perspective of people and how they commit themselves to you. It matters, you see. Even in a nonprofit organization, it matters how people have attitudes and they bring them to work. You see? So, first commit to forming an expanded perspective. Do you think big enough? What do you really want to have on your job? I remember one day at a company in California, I was talking to this lady, and she just wanted to get by. She was. She actually said to me, I could not live the life you had lived. Traveling all over the world, doing contracts, doing consulting and all the stuff that you do. I like just staying home and taking care of my cats. And I don't want to do anything else but coming to this job every day. And I don't want to have to think. She actually said that to me. And I can understand not everybody would want to do what I did. I wouldn't want them to be like me. I want them to be like them. I want them to be the best of them they can be. You see? Somebody once asked me who I wanted to be like when I was young. Who would I really like to be like? Who do I really admire that I would like to be like? Blew my mind. I said to them, I don't have a hero. I don't have a model. I wouldn't want to be anybody else. I love being me. But I wouldn't want anybody else to be me. Because I wouldn't want them to go through the things I've had to go through. Because we all go through things, right? But we all have to master ourselves. We all have to expand our perspectives. And it's fun to be part of something extraordinary. And your job can be extraordinary by the way you bring yourself to work and develop workplace relationships. You see? It's not preachy. It's just a fact of life. We all like people who like us. We tend to not like people who are rude to us. Isn't the number one pe reason people quit their jobs before COVID-19? The number one pe reason people quit their jobs? They didn't like their bosses. Yeah. Now, I've had bosses that I wondered how they became bosses. It's really incredible. Sometimes it's a blessing not to know so much. Right? Just do your job. Keep your nose down. Focus on it. Do the best job you can. But it won't guarantee you a future. If they got to have a layoff, you could go. You could be at a company doing the very best you can and knocking yourself out, make a lot of sacrifices. And you can still be laid off. Because for them, it's all the numbers. You have to understand that. You have to play the numbers game. You have to think about your career. How much you want to make. What kind of jobs that you can do that you're can accommodate your personality fits that allow you to make a good living. There are plenty out there. Have to make the effort. I mean, I know people that tell me they shouldn't have to study math or know how to read. They still should be able to get a college education. People have actually said that to me. Isn't it kind of incredible? They really think stuff like that. And there are adults to tell them they're right. There's people in education to tell them you can get a high school diploma without having to learn math. You don't know. You don't have to know how to count. Or even know how to read. You should still have your high school diploma. Why? You won't be able to read it. And when you get your first job, you won't be able to count your money. So disingenuous, isn't it? Yeah. Strange, strange, strange. Well, think about it. The greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it is too low and we reach it. Michelangelo said that. You know who he was, right? That great Italian Renaissance guy. He could do wonderful things with his artwork. The greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it is too low. And we reach it. 
My dad used to say to me, what do you want to be, a high man or a low totem pole or a low man on a high totem pole? Hmm. That's almost it, but not right yet. A lot of people want to be a high man on the high totem pole. You know what? It's lonely at the top. I like what Aristotle said about the golden mean, right? We don't want to live at the extremes. We want to live in the mean, the golden mean, in the middle. We want to be able to manage our life and not let a company own us. Now, that's a good vision. But we want to do an exceptional job for them whenever we can. Because it's better for us and for them. It's a partnership. Right? All right. So, some good thought here. Some good wisdom. I hope you got something out of it. That's our introduction to achieving exceptional performance. Guess what? Our time is up on episode one. Thank you for joining me on this discussion about applying your thinking and your skills, whatever you have, to achieving moral wisdom. I will be back with episode two next week. I look forward to meeting with you all again. I am Dr. Ray Newkirk, the founder of Systems Management Institute. 407-864-7756 is my phone number. rnewkirk at smilc.info is my email. www.smirsp.com My site. And my model is forever forward. Yes. Forever forward. Marching forward. Forever. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We will continue with this discussion soon. I enjoyed this. This is the first of a new series. We're going to cover a lot of information in this series about being an exceptional employee and working for an exceptional organization, about the skills that you need. We're going to go through it all. At you can learn to master some of this and apply some of this and integrate it in your life and learn it, you'll become a more potent individual. So I thank you for joining me this time and uh, speak with you shortly. So have a good week. Thank you for joining us.